Tatooine is sparsely populated. If the trace was correct, I will find them quickly, Master. Move against the Jedi first. You will then have no difficulty in taking the Queen to Naboo to sign the treaty. At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. You have been well trained, my young apprentice. They will be no match for you. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 parsons. Hey everyone, and welcome to... Kessel Run Weekly! My name is Danny. I'm Heather. Alright guys, and so today we are going to be talking The Phantom Menace. Um, which is really cool. Uh, we're the first of our prequel review that we're going to be doing. Um, and so Heather and I have actually been talking about the prequels for a while. If you've heard our Jar Jar Binks episode, um, <laughs> among many other things, um, obviously we have a fondness for the prequel trilogy. Um, but we want to talk about it uh, from all fronts. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> so Heather, you want to start us off? Um, I rewatched it, of course. We rewatched it together. And... From the very beginning, opening, scrolling credit, um, there's a tax dispute from the Greedy Fed Trade Federation. and So, <laughs> right. I mean, it's black and white from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. They're painted as, you know, taxation is theft and blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, now, one thing I'd actually mentioned to you during um, the, the show or the movie while we were watching it, um, that someone else had brought up to me is the Nemoidians. Um, the unfortunate parallel, kind of a, a racist portrayal. Um, I don't want to get too political or anything like that, but I felt like it was something at least worth mentioning because uh, I had never noticed anything like that. Now, did you see that or anything? I can see it now that you mentioned it, but we do mm-hmm. have a level of privilege that allows us to not notice those kinds of things. That is true. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, to me, that was kind of unfortunate. I didn't feel, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that it wasn't intentional. But, I would uh, hope but it I wouldn't be, yeah. but I can exactly. see where people would be upset. Yeah. Yes. So, so I'm definitely seeing it from a different point of view. But moving on from that, I mean, the whole opening scene as a child was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I mean, among many, many. But I love the whole part where they're fighting their way out of the um, is it Dioxus? Yeah, Dioxus and, and everything in the conference room and, and all that uh, with the droid decas and I mean, it's just... I thought it was funny awesome. that, you know, the guy is saying, mm-hmm. look, they're Jedi, and the other guy goes, well, they must be dead by now, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, you it, it, holding them in there dead a little while longer isn't going to hurt you. <laughs> right. So, just... <laughs> Hold out for a little longer and you'll be fine. It would been a very short movie. <laughs> it would have been a very short movie. Negotiations would have been quite short. Yes. <laughs> and I, I wonder why they didn't just burn through the door. I mean, it's a tiny little door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, element of surprise, maybe? Maybe so. Don't want to show all their bag of tricks. Exactly. <laughs> but I do love me some Kenobi. I tell you that. Oh, yes. Because he, he goes in and he's saying, you know, well, I sent something, you know. And mm-hmm. Qui-Gon kind of corrects him. And I like that exchange, you know, because mm-hmm. really he should have been mindful of. Oh, definitely. 
Well, in, in in light of the the rumored Kenobi movie um, that still hasn't gotten confirmation or anything, um, in light of that, I mean, it kind of made me think of what I would like to see in a Kenobi movie. Um, seeing him as a Padawan, things like that. Like, I almost kind of feel like um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Logan uh, or not, the the latest Wolverine. Well, no. not to spoil anything, but it's kind of his end of life, end of journey thing because he has this regenerative power that allows him to live forever. The regenerative power is now lessened um, and it doesn't regenerate quite like it used to and and things like that. And so he's dying um, and he goes through and it's it's a question of legacy and all this other kind of stuff. And so I kind of feel like that would be cool to see even seeing Obi-Wan flashbacks or having flashbacks to when he was a Padawan before, like when he was learning from Qui-Gon, maybe when he was first initially dropped off at the temple or brought to the temple um, and then kind of seeing his journey up into A New Hope. That would be, be really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. So so it made me feel like there was a lot more story to tell, for sure. And um, so I noticed a new Jedi power, the Did super you? speed. Yes. <laughs> I had we to rewatch it again. <laughs> yeah, but I had to watch it several times because I was like, wow, that's really I, that's really fast, you know? And um, so I thought, yeah, that was kind of a cool little good part. Definitely. I, I always hated that we never really got to see it in the rest of the uh, of the movies, the, the canon movies. Um, we do get it a lot in Clone Wars. Um, you see Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan using that throughout the Clone Wars battles and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, getting to see more of those Force powers... Um, I really hope. I really hope to see. Uh, I've been getting it, Heather, to make sure she's on the show. So. <laughs> I realized my mic was all the way over there, so I was like, hmm. "You guys want to hear? I want to hear." So, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, seeing a lot more of the the force powers and things like that, what what can be done through the force, um, right. I think would be really cool to see in future films. Because I mean, we get a little bit of that in Clone Wars, and then some in Rebels. Um, but I mean, let's let's venture out of the animated. Let's bring it live action. <laughs> right, but that's hard. I'm sure, as far as like money is concerned. I mean, we're it's talking Disney, Disney machine, and so. Lucasfilm, so <laughs> no shortage of money. No. <laughs> I thought that ultimately this is a strange mixture of a kids show. Like mm-hmm. it's totally a kids show with the dude cut in half at the end. Get <laughs> strangely adult towards the end. Yes. Um and you know, it's like cuz I watched it again after I haven't seen it in quite a while. Mm-hmm. And um I didn't enjoy it as much as I did when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I like the story of it. Like I liked when I read the book. Um Right. But the movie itself, I didn't really get into as much as I did the first time I saw it. So. I felt that, too. Um, and it was disappointing to me because <laughs> I'm all like, no, no, the prequels are amazing. All of them are amazing. And, I mean, we've kind of briefly talked about mm-hmm. um, how some of it has lost its luster and Jar Jar's right. charm uh, and things like that. Um, but, yeah, when we were watching it the other night, I mean, it was just kind of like, huh. <laughs> Um, which I mean, this, I mean, the story still holds up. I, I mean, I don't have any complaints with, with it story wise. Right. Um, one thing well, out of many things that I noticed was Qui-Gon. 
um, how dude's not a Jedi. Like, he's about as far from a Jedi as almost as you can get without actually killing people. Um, right. He's because, sentiment and passion. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like, in, in the things that he teaches Anakin and Obi Wan and things like that, the um, use your feelings and all. Like, I mean, I, I get that to a degree the Jedi utilize their feelings um, to feel through the Force, but I didn't get that sense of that's what he was saying. Because it was use your instincts, or I mean, well, what was it? Feel, don't think, use your instincts. And so he was encouraging him to access that um, and access those emotions that he was feeling in order to better him in his surroundings, maybe to a better amount of control. Um, But just the way Qui-Gon conducts himself didn't scream Jedi to me at all. He's very manipulative. (laughs) <laughs> he is very manipulative. I I noticed Padme is not used to not being listened to. <laughs> she was thrilled with it. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it, to me, because she's always been in politics, you know, uh-huh. is for a very long time. And although people can disagree, they always listen to what mm-hmm. she has to say. But Qui-Gon didn't. And he discounts her right off just for her station. Um, Because he thinks she's a handmaid. And um, even the queen, when he's talking to her as the queen, he's still very, uh, yeah. He seems to present everything as a suggestion, but it's not a suggestion. It's not, yeah. You can say no, but we're going to do it this way. Exactly. It's like, I hear what you're saying, but it doesn't matter. So let's just do it my way. Yeah. Like that—that's definitely the feeling I got from him. And then on top of that, like there were times that he was using like the Jedi mind trick and things like that that I didn't notice. Like I, I don't know how I missed with Boss Nass, which I mean it's not a surprise that he would have done that. But with when he was talking with Boss Nass about we'll speed us on our way and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, I, I I don't know why I never realized that it was a oh. Jedi mind trick. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> I missed that. Oh, I don't know. oh, yeah. I gotcha. Like when I was seeing that, I was like, wait a minute, huh? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> I completely missed that. Um, so, bad Star Wars fan here. But, <laughs> so yeah, so, um, eh, now I, I did wonder when Qui-Gon met Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, now, I'm not skipping past anything you had, right? No. Nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, uh, when, when Qui-Gon met Jar Jar, and um, they were saying something about the Force. And, um, well, no, this was at the when they were going through the Planet Core. Um, but when he was like, oh, Maxi Big, the Force, all oh, that kind of right. stuff, kind of sarcastically, I wanted to know, does Jar Jar know the Force? I don't know. He has the yellow eyes. <laughs> well, and not, not lending to the dark I know. Jar Jar. I was joking. Um, <laughs> um, I would think but, that it would be yeah. rather prominent. I mean, Jedi... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Jedi are all around and mm-hmm. but they are a secret hidden city in the middle of yeah. a lake or an ocean or whatever yeah. and um so I can see how he would have heard of it but mm-hmm. not believe necessarily I was about to say it sounded sarcastic the way he was yes. saying it the way it's very it. sarcastic oh maxi big the force no, <laughs> so but yeah I'd kind of wondered because like and that's something that I've always kind of wondered about Star Wars is how universal is the Force as far as how who knows about it and is it common knowledge about the Force? Like, you know what I mean? You would so think that it know. would be, but 
And then again, a lot of people, Han doesn't believe. That's true. Um, there's a lot of people that don't believe in the Force, so. So, yeah. So, that was something that I was kind of curious about. <laughs> I thought it was, um, the, the movie is so funny because, you know, it's like a weird transition from awkward high fives to very awkward hallways that kill you in, you know, open and close, you know. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw, you know, that's so wizard, Annie, and you saw the, like, the little yeah. kids trying to high five and both of them are going. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, do we do it now? We, it's now? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like that. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> And I love how they want balance so bad. They're thrilled that they have found the chosen one. Well, some of them are. And um, they basically rule the galaxy. That's true. So (laughs) what are they really looking forward to? Mm -hmm. Losing grip on some of their force ability or some of their, you know, power. I don't know. Their influence. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's interesting because I mean you're right. The Jedi are very prominent at this point in the movie uh, and in the saga in general. Um, so and, and there haven't been Sith for thousands of years, or I think a thousand years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something happened. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So so what's what's the what's the point in locating said chosen one? And it's almost is like they it? opened their own Pandora's box. Right. And like I've said in previous episodes, Anakin mm-hmm. is one big attachment. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows he shouldn't be a, a Jedi except for Qui-Gon. And the only reason Obi-Wan trained him at all is because he promised. Yep. And <laughs> so basically it's just one bad decision after another. <laughs> almost caused their own downfall. <laughs> they did, kind of, you know. Um... Well, and, and I mean, that's interesting that you brought that up, though, because I never thought of it that way, is the, the, what was the hurry? Why, why? I mean, and we still don't know what the actual prophecy says. Right. Um, it's always just been foretold. And Maybe that's the, the books one. in The Last Jedi. There you go. That That would... That would be game changing for sure. Yes. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, we got to hear the actual prophecy. Watch it be completely something else. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure it out eventually. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I mean, they essentially started their own downfall. I mean, Palpatine was lurking in the background, anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, they secured their own downfall. Yeah, and you know, in the book, Kenobi mm-hmm. didn't approve of Qui Gon's style. He thought, you know, he shouldn't be so deterrent to the way mm-hmm. things are supposed to go. And, you know, cause mm-hmm. Kenobi is a Jedi. He's the epitome of a Jedi. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. the only time he's ever gone against anything Jedi like is when he's either promised or mm-hmm. he's done something that he couldn't help, like fall in love with Anakin or mm-hmm. something like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as Qui-Gon goes, I mean, well, and they even mention that in uh, the movie, where after, I think it's after he's like, well, I'll train the boy, he's ready, da 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 all this other kind of stuff, Obi-Wan's like, look, if you just listen, you'd be on the council. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't have to do this. He's just like, no, 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 I'm good. I, I don't care. 
I'm going to do my thing. <laughs> Qui-Gon never really wanted to be on the council. He mm -hmm. wanted to be able to do his own thing and do it that's well. That's what he does. And that's what he does. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I did notice that once Anakin is taken out of the desert, mm -hmm. he feels cold. Hmm. So later, when he's Darth Vader, he's always got the cold essence, you know. So this is kind of my introduction to Anakin feeling cold. Huh. I didn't ever think of that because I just kind of went with, with oh, well, space is cold. Right, space <laughs> is cold. But he, yeah. he was pulled away from his mother and he started feeling cold. So I don't know if that's really relevant or not, but it mm -hmm. kind of felt it to me. Oh, definitely. Well, as a mother, I can imagine. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you have that special insight. Um, but, I mean, it's that's an interesting take on that for sure. Um, because, I mean, and, and you and I have kind of riffed on it a little bit as talking about what if he had stayed with his mother. Um, not to get into that or anything, but, I mean, just the possibilities of that. Um, I mean, it's possible that if he would have stayed with his mother that none of this would have happened. <laughs> I mean, it may have played out differently and much longer down the road, but it would not have been Anakin at the center of it. And who knows what kind of good he could have done just being Anakin instead of trying to be something that he obviously was not. Right. But that's that goes back to, I, I, don't, I don't totally agree with Jedi being taken from their families mm -hmm. in... I don't think the process is refined enough to um, mm -hmm. put subject children to. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> I definitely agree. I was actually watching Clone Wars last night while I was writing for uh, our website, and um, one of the episodes actually was Cad Bane when they when he was sent to um, find a Force sensitive Rodian, um, a child, and Obi Wan gets there uh, just as Cad Bane is starting to leave. And she's like, you'll never take my son. You'll never take my son, Jedi. I'm like freaking out because she's like, I can't do this and all this other kind of stuff. And it made me think of what you've said multiple times. Right. I mean, you never think of the impact because it's always bestowed as, oh, this is some great honor. And this is just how things are. But you never think of that ripple effect after that. Because after that, there's a hole. Well, I mean, just because you're force sensitive doesn't mean you have the traits to become a Jedi. There should be a focus or school of thought for those that don't have Jedi traits, but mm -hmm. have Force sensitivities. Mm -hmm. True. So not everybody's cut out to be the uh, Jedi weapon. <laughs> no. I mean, not everybody can be a monk or a this or that. You have There should be different levels of Force wielders. Absolutely. See... You you need to be the one to organize it. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's Jedi School of Thought. <laughs> this is the beginning of Palpatine's interest in Annie. Yes, it is. Yeah. We watch your career with great interest. We will watch your career with great interest. <laughs> so, Definitely. Yeah, I really, you know, he, mm -hmm. he seems that's just from the moment, that moment on, he mm -hmm. inserts well, so himself. And the way that he says that, though, like, I mean, as creepy as it is, um, the way that he says that kind of makes me feel like, I mean, and it's not canon anymore, but with the Darth Plagueis Legends book, um, I mean, we know that Plagueis created Anakin. And so that would lend to Palpatine knowing of him prior to ever meeting him. 
um, always being there at the right time. Um, but I mean, that line always made me feel like he knew Anakin. Like I've been watching you for quite some time. Now you're where I want you to be. Right. <laughs> and my plan has come has become in motion. So I mean, it's always been that for me. I don't know. Well, it may, that makes me wonder if that's always been his plan. The mm-hmm. Naboo incursion would have. I mean, he seemed like. I'm going to do it this way, mm-hmm. even, and it didn't turn out the way he wanted it to, so yeah. I'm going to let it go this way now, because he's yeah. so... Well, I mean, and it all seems like, I don't know, some of it seems too convenient. I mean, it's a movie, obviously, but, I mean, some of it seems too convenient as far as, so, like, so say that Palpatine's ultimate goal was for them to go get Anakin and come back to Naboo, um, and fix everything there um because i mean he has orchestrated all of this Uh, i mean it's all been predetermined for the most part but so he forces the queen out of the capital by basically killing her people um they have to deter because they're being attacked by the federation um to randomly tattooing right (laughs) it just happens to be the best choice for them meets anakin has to go through all this stuff in order for them to... Basically, it's his trials of... His tryouts of, hey, can you be a Jedi? Are you actually Force-sensitive? That's what everything on Tatooine felt like to me as far as what Qui-Gon put him through, what Anakin volunteered to do to help with the pod racing and everything. Um, And so... And then going from there, you go back to the capital and you win. So it's just kind of like he... It was almost like he was directing them where to go i don't know it's a little tinfoil hat but i mean i see i see it more like a delta okay if you could go like if a delta were backwards and the water would go in the delta and then it you know it to me he doesn't necessarily have one specific path he's Mm -hmm. got several tendril of paths and then they can they all just are going to converge I got you. So Somehow, all these possibilities, but they meet at the same point. They meet at the same point at the end. Ah, okay. That's kind of how I see it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he necessarily can know everything that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, everything is going as I have foreseen. You know, yeah. well, to a point, there right. comes a point that you didn't know that the Death Star was going to blow up, maybe. <laughs> Um, there are certain aspects of the the story that I don't think he could have he could put into play but maybe not necessarily know exactly how it's going to come out but Mm -hmm. he just knows how to get there from here Mm -hmm. I can see that kind of a a Thrawn-esque kind of strategy yeah I can see that that makes more sense, obviously. But, I mean, and then there's the part of how do you plan for every possible scenario? So, I mean, because he can influence one way or the other, but right. their choice still ends up being their choice. So, I don't know. Maybe well, he did get thrown down a shaft, so. That's true. So, it didn't quite work out the way he uh, <laughs> wanted it to. I mean, that's a weird end game if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so, let's talk about Maul. I I do love me some mall. Um, I was, I I love the way 
he is just he's been fed the story the, mm-hmm. his whole life he's been fed the jedi this and the jedi that they ruined our culture and our you know everything mm-hmm. and um he's been raised for this moment and he is just ready to get mm-hmm. out from under palpatine and get out there and just fight and so when he finally shows up and he's able to he's like Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I think he re- totally redeems this movie. Of all of the people in this movie, I think that he is my favorite. So so are you among um, the consensus that we wish we had more Maul? I think we got more Maul. We got um, Clone Wars Maul. We got well, Rebels well, Maul. Yeah. Well, I mean, excluding what, how it ended up playing out. So so saying that we that hasn't been done yet. Let's, oh, gotcha. Let's play what if. If, yeah. if he would have yeah. gotten cut in half and that was yeah. the end, yes, I think that that would have been an underutilized character, definitely. Mm-hmm. It, and I, I, it would have been interesting to see him play out in Attack of the Clones, um, which, I mean, I, I guess it would have been adverse to Dooku because, um, I mean, he was kind of the, the Count and he was the head of yes. the that army and everything. So he played that, I think in a better way, but I think Maul would have been scarier. Um, because, I mean, we've seen him raise an army in Clone Wars um, yes. with Death Watch and, and, and all that, and so I mean, I don't know. Like, it's almost as if they wouldn't have had a chance if Maul had been in place. I don't know. Maul was <laughs> young, yeah. and you know, he's mm-hmm. definitely bad to the bone. Um, oh, his yeah. obituary would not have been as... Um, satisfying to write but (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true (laughs) yeah i mean thinking about i mean how because i mean essentially the the prequels paint him as just a weapon a sith weapon um you don't get anything else other than that he's just this mysterious figure that we get to kill at the end um which kind of sucks but kind of a throwaway character yeah which and he could have been more when we saw that he became more that was the coolest thing i was i I definitely love that we got more of him in Clone Wars. Um, him reuniting with Kenobi uh, in Clone Wars and Rebels was priceless. Uh, I mean, it was absolutely amazing. It was written perfectly. Yes. Um, it would have been really insane and awesome to be able to see that live action. But, I mean, I'm not complaining. So. No. I mean, <laughs> as as much as people rag on the animated series, it that's giving us things that we couldn't get live action. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, budgets and such. I mean, come on. Who needs money? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, now, I, I did have a question. So, with Qui-Gon, and I know that in the battle it appears that he was bested. Do you think there was any part of him that gave up the same way that Obi-Wan gave up in front of Luke? Um, honestly, no. I can't okay. remember the exact scene, but... He got distracted for a, a split second, mm. knocked in the face, stabbed through the chest. It... Yeah. I, and I love that he tried to use that same move on Obi-Wan and Rebels. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but off topic. But anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like th- that scene reminded me of how, like when we talked about the Obi-Wan versus Vader and everything. And so I just kind of had wondered. Because, I mean, it does look like Maul definitely bested him. Um yes. Because, I mean, he's a flying 
death machine, but I mean... Right. <laughs> I can't remember what distracted Qui-Gon yeah. for that split second. Um, mm-hmm. It's in the book. Y'all, I mean, I'll have to reread it and I'll tell you about <laughs> it later, but um, yeah. it's... He just lost for a second. I think maybe mm-hmm. he was thinking about Anakin um, or something. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but um, it was something poignant to him yeah. That maybe Anakin wasn't, because he knew that he was losing that mm-hmm. particular moment. Um, and that Anakin wasn't going to get trained or, I can't, I wish I could really remember. Mm-hmm. But no, it, it was, it wasn't a give up. Okay. And so, with Obi-Wan reacting to that, do you feel like him coming after Maul was completely out of anger? Or do you um, think he was it, still in it, control? It initially was anger um, mm-hmm. when he was standing there and it just happened. You you saw um, his face just mm-hmm. in pain and angry and everything. But then he did his Jedi thing. Mm-hmm. And I think he went for it and he used all the power he had. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel that it was out of anger i think he just did his jedi yeah i'd never noticed before until we were watching it then how he was like psyching himself out before it opened up for him it was like he was like at the running gate he's like all right let's go let's go let's go because like he was kind of like doing breathing and and things Mm -hmm. like that and so i was like all right (laughs) and so it was almost it felt like he was kind of coming down right uh, as far as like centering himself because i mean i don't feel like someone who was just wild with anger, who was not used to using anger as a weapon, um, could have fought with such precision. Right. Um, because, I mean, that was toe-to-toe with Maul. Didn't miss a beat. Ended up overtaking him when his own master couldn't do it. So. Right. Well, he doesn't, use, he doesn't use the Force to fight. Mm-hmm. He allows the Force to use him. So, Which is interesting. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. All right, guys, so that is our show. Um, So we want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your questions, comments, answers, anything like that. Um, Let us know what you thought of Phantom Menace. Um, We're going to be continuing our prequel review with Attack of the Clones. Um, We'll be coming up soon. Don't know how far in the future. Um, But definitely be checking that out. Um, You can find us on social media at Kessel Run Weekly and on our website, KesselRunWeekly.com. Uh, we are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. So you can subscribe, and you'll never miss an episode. Yay. So, <laughs> yes. Um, so, guys, so until next time, my name is Danny. I'm Heather. And may the Force be with you.